Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. It's not another Buffalo podcast. With John. Roy Kent is like the best character in that show. Oh, he is. Like, boy, Phoebe. And Brando. <laughs> dude, you sound like Roy Kent. Are you serious? Uh, You've been holding on on this? On Buffalo Rumblings. Good morning, Buffalo Rumblings world on the uh, Buffalo Rumblings Network. This is not another Buffalo podcast. I'm here with John, and we are here to talk about the pairing of DeAndre Hopkins and Stefan Diggs. Highlight reel for the ages with these two guys as our wide receivers, John. I just, uh, I'm excited. You know, Buffalo Soldier, I love the cold. You know, who cares about money? The salary cap doesn't even exist. Anything that he, you know, gets is valid. If he performs at a high level. John, I just want to hear, what do you think about this? It's a happy Friday to everybody, but John, what do you think? Well, I'm just super excited about this signing, which obviously must have happened Thursday night or Thursday during the day at some point, but obviously it's Super Bowl or bust now, but you know, so, okay. So we had to so, record that just in case, <laughs> just in case, <laughs> just in case it happens. It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Still. Yeah. It's Wednesday still. We're on hop watch, but we're not staying up that late tonight. So, you know, hopefully, or this could drag on. I'm not really sure. Is he even officially released yet? That transaction wasn't supposed to process <laughs> till this week anyway. So and the cryptic tweets, man, that's what you said to check out. I think those mean something. New agent means something. The guys like Deion Dawkins, I think said he has a locker open next to him. It's happening. There's smoke happening and the fire is right behind. And DeAndre Hopkins with Steph Diggs outside. Let's go. Track races all day. Here's how we'll know for sure. If Von Miller says that DeAndre Hopkins is not coming to Buffalo, (laughs) then we will for sure know that he is being signed as we speak. Yep. And we'll be coming to the Buffalo Bills. But for real though, a lot of talk about it this week. We've talked about, about it on the pod before what it would look like. And, and I think that the longer it goes on, the more likely it is to happen. And that's usually not what it usually is, right? Yes. Yeah, but right if, you, if you had a ton of competition or if people were just dying to give up whatever they could to get D-Hop, he would have been traded for. And a lot of teams can't take on a salary. He's on the wrong side of 30, all these things. But the Chiefs and the Bills are still in the running for it as far as we know, you know, according to quote unquote insiders, but you know, it, it's for good reason. Cause he looks like he would fit with the bills and it, it's, it's kind of like a double transaction too, because if you sign him, then that means the chiefs don't sign him. Yeah. And if you don't sign him and the Chiefs sign him, you just got that much further away from a super bowl. Yeah. It's at least for, at least for the next two years, probably. Have you ever heard the analogy? I'll, I'll do this quick nerdy reference, but like if you 
sell a stock for a loss. <laughs> so if I if I'm down forty percent on the stock, I have to make more than that forty percent back because you know if I have the stock at a hundred dollars and I sell it at eighty, now it has to go all the way up to like a hundred and sixty for me to make that money back. Whereas if I had it at a hundred and it goes up to one hundred and sixty, I make sixty dollars. But like you have to put extra money in to get back there again. So now you're chasing the Chiefs with a DeAndre Hopkins. It's not like you're chasing the Chiefs with DeAndre Hopkins. It's like they got that much better than you and they were already ahead of you. So the double-edged transaction is a good way to look at it, like you said, John. But I think with him, we should be 1A and 1B with the Bengals would be and Chiefs. Like it's 1A, 1B, 1C. And then it'll be the rest of the way. Fun fact for you, Andy Reid has never gone under, I think what it's like, like 11 wins, 10 wins, his win total, whatever the Vegas win total is for the last 11 years, I think Andy Reid has hit the over. So I don't think he needs Hopkins like we do. But also, coincidence or not, but it could just be our luck that we do this whole, you know, funny intro bit and he signs with Kansas City. Also, so oh, that would God. be devastating. I'd never record a podcast again. Oh, don't say that. Jinx in it. It could happen. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. If you hear me out here by myself next week. And then there was one. <laughs> yeah. But we said it before, you know, on the odd chance it doesn't happen, where could he go? And a lot of the main media outlets are talking about the Cleveland Browns with Deshaun Watson. But I'm going to give you my take. And we talked about it earlier, but I say Detroit Lions, because if he wants to chase the money, Detroit can offer him a lot of money, a pretty decent quarterback, good head coach. Ownership is all right, but Detroit seems to be rounding into form. Amon Ross St. Brown, he could pair with. That would be a great duo. Jared Goff, you're really maximizing him now. So, you know, he could get the best of both worlds there. And he's in the NFC away from us. So, but I don't know. What do you think? I just, I don't know how you're the Bills and if this is possible, which it is. Some people have worked out the cap math. I know Anthony mentioned on his podcast this morning that if you restructure Deion Dawkins and Trey White, then you'd have enough space to sign, you know, like 12 to $14 million contract, something like that. So unless he's expecting to get well over what Odell Beckham did, which I wouldn't expect, you know, based on what we thought was very high interest, but might not be as high as we thought among NFL teams. Um, not quite as like, not quite like the Des Bryant situation. Remember when Des Bryant got cut in Dallas and we, we were all talking about how, you know, who is he going to go to? And then he just kind of faded out into nothingness after that. Um, I don't think it's quite that. I don't think he's, you know, DeAndre Hopkins isn't falling off a cliff, but there might be some part of it we don't know. Does he want a long-term deal? Does he want a lot of money? Or is he willing to take something in the 12 to $14 million range for two years, maybe three, to go try to win a Super Bowl? It is really interesting to think because the Des Bryant comparison, for me, it's just not the same. Hopkins is a Hall of Fame level. Oh, I don't think it's the same either, actually. And I was just bringing that up based on a tweet that I saw today. Fair enough. Well... The part that's still a lot of money, but it stinks for him because he's probably worth more than Odell. I would I would think so. And you're not worried about the injuries. So, you know, Odell has that huge asterisk tearing a second ACL as well. It's funny because we talk about how much we wanted Odell. I know. I mean, I freaking slammed the table for Odell every time we got a chance. And if you told me it's Odell then or Hopkins now, I'm a thousand percent glad we waited. For Hopkins. I think we'd be upset at this point if we weren't in the running for Hopkins because yep. we had signed Odell. Yeah. And like, oh, well, this better thing came up later. You know, <laughs> coulda, shoulda, woulda. It's like, ugh, I don't know. Marrying the first girl you date. 
I'm right. insulting a lot of people. <laughs> some people do that, but you know, <laughs> whatever. Oh, but either way, I hope it, it comes out to be. He, the dude's a stud, but he would be a good addition. And I'm looking here. Wait, not to transition totally here, John, but when you look at the weapons we've added, Sherfield and Hardy could be a good boost to our passing game. But Dalton Kincaid is the X factor. Could be great. We talked about how, well, you said the Bills have invested the same amount in him as they did in Stefan Diggs, and Diggs gets the ball. So they should be using Kincaid here. But for me, we need Hopkins because Kincaid, it, it's a bridge. It's a bridge to the next superstar. And he's like, not just a bridge, he's like a Golden Gate bridge. He's not some sort of you know, backup plan. He's not some supplement. He's a target. And for you to nail two A alpha receivers and have another superstar like this, Kelsey Hill and Mahomes was unbelievable. And this is our chance to kind of get like that. We have an opportunity with the money. You can't keep it for long. You might only get it for one or two years like the Chiefs did with Hill and Mahomes and Kelsey. But this is the time to go get him. And I just I don't expect Kincaid to light it up as a rookie. And maybe you don't have to give your expectation right now. But do you think Dalton Kincaid, the Bills brass is like, you know, we're taking targets away from Kincaid right now if we get Hopkins. I, I don't think that you you can't operate like that. You can't think like that. Definitely. Because Hopkins is proven. Kincaid is, okay, let's see what we got. But I just want to put this image in your head too. Imagine 12 personnel. You've got lots of linebackers on the field on the other side instead of a nickel corner. You've got their heavy personnel. You can run out of this formation. You've got two tight ends. And you've got two stud wide receivers on the field. You've got Diggs and Hopkins. Diggs, Knox, Kincaid, Hopkins. Yeah. Plus a running back, James Cook. So you've you've got five passing weapons or a formation that you can run till no end out of if you wanted to. And so that excites me. And I don't think that you get, I don't think you're worried as much as a defense if that's Gabe Davis. You know, and that's Definitely no offense not. to Gabe. He's a, he's a very talented player, fits a very good role in this offense. I, I think as a wide receiver three, to be honest. And those other guys, Sherfield and Hardy, like sure, you might be taking snaps away from those guys, but that's all that's right. not gonna that's not gonna hurt anybody. You're no. just slotting in somebody who's more talented and putting the ball into their hands more. And somebody um, could miss games, right? If somebody's injured, exactly, exactly. And those guys kind of remind me of having a better supportive cast, kind of like the Chiefs have. The Chiefs yeah. have always had these really fast guys and, you know, they haven't hold, held on to that, all of them all the time. But they've, you know, they're wide receiver four, they're wide receiver five. They still have highlight touchdowns because they're super fast, but they're not the guy, they weren't the number one target. Yeah. They weren't the number two target, but still that secondary cast of characters have their moments yeah. for sure. It would be scary if Kansas City could get Hopkins, but that's something we don't want to think about. One thing, okay, one thing that we can think about, and then I have a trivia for you. One thing that we can think about is where he won't end up. And I don't think he's going to go to New England because Bill O'Brien, the man who traded him from Houston, is now in New England. So I think if D-Hop wants to stay away from there as much as he can, he New England's going to have to offer him a ton of money. You can bleep that out uh, to get Hopkins to come to New England and see Bill O'Brien again. Because if that's the GM for what, a running back? You traded me for a running back and a second round pick, man. Like, no, I'm not coming to play for you with Mac Jones when I could pick with somebody else. I wouldn't even be worried about D-Hop if he was with the Patriots. Because, again, I mean, you get a number one receiver in New England, but I don't know. I'm, I'm still not that worried. 
with I don't think that their roster is 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 that competitive. Him but. and Juju, that's better than Diggs and uh, Davis. You think so? Yeah, that's, that's a, a good question. One. But yeah, I think so. Diggs is a uh, Juju's a number one proven twice now. You can say Juju is proven. I don't think he's dangerous though. I think some again, teams when might it, disagree. when he is a number one receiver, he's not like a Diggs number one receiver. He doesn't put up Diggs numbers. Whatever happens, I think we need Hopkins because when you look at Kincaid's potential as a rookie how many tight ends in the history of the nfl have been thousand yard rookie receivers i want you to try to guess the number and then guess the names okay rookie tight ends over a thousand yards receiving this is tough yeah because it's it's hard because so many of these great tight ends are late bloomers they don't do it in their rookie year kelsey didn't have a thousand yards his rookie year he took a couple years to come on might have to start guessing oh i don't know let me guess the number first. So I'm going to guess all time, six. Less. Five. Less. Less than four? Three? Less. Two. Yes. All right. Ever. And there have been two to do it. Last time it happened is in this decade. The last time before that was 1961. Oh, dang. You should get both of their names. Okay, well, the one this century, is that Kyle Pitts? Yep, Kyle Pitts for the Atlanta Falcons had 1,026 yards on 68 receptions and only one touchdown. I know. (laughs) I was going to make a (laughs) touchdown joke about all the people who bought him in fantasy. So Um, 61... Oh man, is it is it like a Bills tight end? No. Is that why I should know it? This man is he's famous not as a tight end. What he wears, his outfit that he wears is famous. It's a big market NFC team. 1961. What? I mean, that's like that's so long ago. I mean, even freaking Terry Bradshaw wasn't even in the league yet. The guy is probably more famous for what he did after he played. Oh, man, I know this. I know this. I think you're going to be able to get it. Tight end. Keep giving me I will. keep giving me hits. This person has made cameos in movies. He was in the 2005 film Kicking and Screaming as that. himself. Dang. So this guy's at least 70. He's actually 83. Okay. He's a three-time Super Bowl champion. One as a player, one as an assistant coach, and one as a head coach. He's the first draft pick of this team in 1961. Well, that helps because I know the 61 yep. draft um, off the top of my head. Okay, I'll give you one more hint, and it'll probably give it away. Our former defensive coordinator played for this guy. Oh, is it Mike Ditka? Mike Ditka. There, okay, yep. that makes sense. I forgot he was a tight end. Yep. There we so. go. Okay. Mike Ditka and Kyle Pitts are the only two guys to go over a thousand yards as a rookie. Then you have three in eight hundreds, and actually Travis Kelsey went in his sophomore season over eight hundred. He only played one game as a rookie, so it doesn't count. But that's that's the season I was yep. thinking of. Jeremy Shaki in two thousand and two, Keith Jackson and Charlie Young. Evan Ingram wow. had seven twenty six in what like 2017 Gronk had 546 Noah Fan had 562 oh just you shouldn't expect a lot from a rookie tight end that's the point of this trivia so yeah DeAndre Hopkins yeah if we signed him go get him if we haven't signed him yet yeah that's crazy but 
All right, well, we got one more thing to get to here. We have the Bills record predictor circling around back to this. Uh, we touched on it two weeks ago. Might have even been three weeks ago at this point. I can't remember. Anyway, so this is for those of you who didn't listen to that episode. What we did was we got kind of nerdy with ChatGPT and we basically wanted to predict the Bills record, but not using a binary formula where we just pick wins and losses, right? So we wanted to assign a subjective win percentage to each game and then calculate what their likely record would be. And turns out that involves running 100,000 simulations of a season using Python, which we figured out how to do. So anyway, we inputted our own subjective percentages and it spit out that the most likely record was 12 and 5 followed by 11 and 6. Both of those at about 20% likely out of all the simulations. But we took it a step further and we asked some Buffalo Rumblings people in the crew to input their percentages. So thank you for everybody Woo-hoo. who did that. Took the average of those and then plugged it in again and just wanted to share those results on the pod since I think it was interesting. And Brando, I think you and I are a little bit optimistic. Not that we didn't already know that, but definitely showed up here. Let me get them pulled up here. We said that 12 and 5 was the most likely record for us. When I ran the simulation with everyone else's percentages inputted, I'll read the average win percentage on these games between what everybody thought. There are some interesting differences because you and I were putting up like 90% for opponents like New England. And uh, there was definitely some stark differences um, on some of these. Who's giving so, New England respect? Come on. I don't know. I don't know. It is a division opponent. <laughs> there, you know, wind can happen, I guess. But uh, yeah, anyway, at New York Jets, 60%. That's what we said. 83% versus Las Vegas. 90% at Washington. 63% versus Miami. 58% versus Jacksonville. 69% versus New York Giants. um, 70% at New England. That was significantly lower than what we said. Versus Tampa Bay, 84%. At Cincinnati, 43%. Versus Denver, 76%. Versus New York Jets, 63%. At Philadelphia, 39%. Um, At Kansas City, 46%. Versus Dallas, 66%. At the LA Chargers, 65%. Versus New England, 73%. And at Miami, 58%. Okay, interesting. 58% for Miami right there. Yep, last game of the season. So, uh, yeah, we're optimists. So when I saw those numbers, I was like, oh gosh, is this going to be like a 10-win season? Most likely, but plugging that in, the most likely win total is 11 at 21.3%, followed by 12 at 19.4%. So 11 and 12 kind of flip-flopped in this scenario as the first most likely and second most likely. Yeah. Um, But it looks very similar. It's just like it's a little bit weighted further down towards the bottom end of win totals. You know, 17.2% chance of a 10-win season, 11.4% chance of a 9-win season, 5% 5% chance of eight wins, 2.2% chance of seven wins. And uh, that's comparable to 2.0% at 15 wins, if you want to think more yeah. positively. Okay. But, What's the highest outcome you thought you said? The highest outcome was 11 wins okay. when I ran the, Still uh, over the Buffalo Rumblings percentages. Yep, exactly. So if you're if you're a betting person, take that over. Interesting. Oh, I think yeah, that's so fascinating. I thought that was one. Yeah. Thank you to everybody who did that. That's cool. Well, yeah, yeah. And if anybody, if anybody wants to do the exercise, just send me your percentage for each game, and I can give you a nice little graph that says, "Hey, if this is if this is the percentage, then 
this is the most likely outcome. That was fun. It was fun. It's just a nice little well, exercise. Well, I because you can put your own twist on it. Right, right. It's like, how confident do you feel? Exactly. And it, it leaves some room for intricacies of the schedule and opponents and difficulty. And yeah, it just, it leaves some more room instead of just picking the bills. Like win, loss, loss, win, loss, you know, yeah, straight up. So, well, I like, you know, you know what you're talking about with that. And it's interesting. You do a good job of explaining it in a way that keeps us interested and not boring. In a way that keeps you interested. I don't know about the audience. Maybe I can cut this up <laughs> to make it more interesting. But uh, that's funny. yeah, it's definitely nerdy stuff. But it's the off season. Like you know, we got D Hop watch. But it's ninety freaking degrees out. Up really? Here. What else are we gonna yeah. do? Yeah. Oh my god. All week it's been. Oh, that's rough. All right. Well, you guys know where to find us on Twitter and TikTok at Not Buff Podcast and. Uh, We'll be back next week, most likely. And uh, but until then, go Bills. Go Bills. Bills.